Ain't this what they been waiting for? You ready? Uh, uh, I used to pray for times like this. I am Maserati Niche, and you are tuned into the Niche Speaks podcast, where I am bringing you financial gains so that you can obtain financial gains. And today I have a very special guest. I mean, like, he's like the cream of the crop of the crop. Like, you know how you have, like, the top of everything? He's at the top of the top of the top. <laughs> he's one of the greatest accountants of our times, um, especially during the time now where there are so many um, minorities and blacks that are desiring entrepreneurship. And there are so many important things that I feel that you guys need to know in desiring entrepreneurship and wanting to be a business owner. Um, the do's and don'ts. And a lot of us, and I'm going to say us, because I've experienced it by my clients that come into my office. We run from the IRS, but you really don't have to run if you are educated on the process and what that looks like and understanding how to structure your business and some of the tax breaks that you can get from filing your entity in a certain way. So Ernest is here. Ernestine, give it up for Ernestine. He's a financial advisor. He's also my best friend. He's an accountant. Um, Ernest is also a serial entrepreneur, which is a good thing. So he's giving you um, his outlook, his perspective, his knowledge from both sides of the scenario. Him being an entrepreneur and him also being an accountant. So what's up, Ern? Everything, everything. S-E-A, P-P-P, <laughs> grants, that's what's up. That's But on a serious note, I mean, yeah, all those things is what's up, but a lot of people don't understand what is the other back end of all those things that we are receiving from the PPP, how do you make it forgivable, the EIDL, what are the things that we're required to spend it on, and if they get audited, if you get audited, not by the IRS, by the SBA, based off the funding. Oh, that's two different audits? Yes, it's two different entities. The IRS is not, and the SBA is two different things. I didn't know that that's two different Okay, oh, so, um, okay. but yeah, so we'll talk about that. I mean, I'm just going to be open. You guys had a list of questions. If you go, you know, yes. I want to just dive in. Okay. And then whatever from your audience, any questions they have, you know, I'm willing to answer. All right, so let's get into it. So the first thing um, that I want to talk about is structuring your business entity. Mm -hmm. So I get these questions a lot and whatever I can't answer, I automatically send them to you. I'm like, call Ernest. Um, what is some of the benefits? Like if I said, okay, I want to be, I want to open up my own hair salon, what should I do? Like how do you know if you should structure or file your business entity as a sole proprietorship versus an LLC or an LLC versus a corporation? How do you know which direction I mean, you're going to? You know, the first direction is how much are you putting into it? You know, I always say like, and how much does it mean to you and how much of it percentage to what else you have taking care of your family and, and what your plans are with the business. You know, if sometimes it's okay to go into a sole prop, you know, with an idea because what if you change the name? What if you change the course of the business? Mm -hmm. You already incorporated a whole business and it did, in six months you're changing the course. So sometimes starting as a sole prop is okay. Getting a tax ID number, seeing if what, you're, what you have planned is working. How much liability do you have personally? If I say I hundred percent, so it's on me. So, yeah, so the sole prop is really not a business then. Not a business. No, it's a, it's you as an individual doing business activity. Oh, follow me. Okay. So, so which means when I file my taxes, I'm accountable personally for what I put through the business through the sole proprietorship. That's a great question. Yes, that is true. 
on a Schedule C, but that also is the same thing as if you create an LLC. Now, with the LLC, you are protected under the business for the work you do. You have limited liability protection, okay, but you still file your taxes if you're a sole member of LLC the same way you would file as a sole proprietor. Okay. Okay, the difference from a sole proprietor and a single member LLC is that a single member LLC has some liability behind them from protection as operating as that entity. Okay. Okay. Is there a difference between a single member LLC and a multi-member LLC? Absolutely. A multi-member LLC has to file a separate return, which will be a 1065. Does each individual that's included in... So, so all of my partners have to file separately? No, you file one business tax return, you list all the partners, each one of the partners get a K-1. The K-1 represents either the profit of the business or the losses at the time of the business split amongst the amount mm -hmm. of partners you have. Got you. So everybody's accountable. Everybody's equally... Depending on... Well, no, if, if you have... Some people have 20%, 20 but if it's e evenly split, then it's evenly as accountable towards their percentage uh -oh. of the business. You're responsible. But, but if you have a 60-40 split or, you know, or 60-20-20, then, you know, that's what they, if you had a $10,000 profit, it will be split amongst the, the, the uh, ownership they have in the, in the business. Okay. Um, another question. Um, dang, what did I just say about losing my chain of thought? What were talking about? Wait, it was something good. Oh, man, I lost my chain of thought. Come it'll come back. back. <laughs> what was the question? I have an LLC. I never filed taxes for for five years. Well, yeah, that's the question I what, she had an LLC and she never filed taxes for five years. Did, did they make money with the LLC or they just created it and it's just been stagnant and dormant? Both scenarios. Well, in one scenario, they made money on an EIN, then they have to file the taxes. And there may be some, there are going to be penalties and, and things of that. So, so they don't have to pay interest for all the years. Yeah, but we can, if they never file, the good thing is, you know, we when they talk with me, we can make that get that abated. You know, if it's the first time, even though consecutive years you were late, we still can kind of get majority. What does that mean, abated? You have to. You can. We have to get the IRS to forgive the penalties and interest as the first time. You know, if all of your tax filings are up to date once you apply, ask for that. Those penalties and interest hit quick too. Yeah, they hit quick. You're like, wait a minute, I have two hundred more dollars. Hold up. Yeah. 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 Did he answer that? And then for the one that had no activity, then we need to talk to do you you want to close it out? Close it out is fine, because if you file it with zeros, you still can get you still can get penalized for late filing and interest and penalties. Do you have to file every year zero? Well, no. People get confused the IRS in the city of Philadelphia. If okay. you opened the LLC or you are a sole proprietor and you created a business license or a commercial activity with the city of Philadelphia, you are expected to file something every year. That's the letter you're getting. You're it's not always the IRS. The city, yes. If you whether no activity or activity, you have to file something every year to keep your your license in this with the city of Philadelphia and that in current. And if not, they will keep sending you letters. So you got the city coming for you. The, the government does the, the state IRS, come to? Yes. You so got you got the so city. So when you file the tax, normally minimum you filing federal, state, and if you are a business, you find some city tax. If, or in the county that you live in, you have to get a business license. Like if you're in. Um, you know, Montgomery County or whatever, depending on the city you're in, you, you're supposed to get a business license in that city. You got you're supposed to file taxes in that. In that um, in Even that if the business is not in there, that that. No, no, no. I'm just saying, if you have a business, if you have a business oh, in Jenkintown, if you have a business in Jenkintown, then you have to file. Jenkintown has a commercial activity license that you have to get, just like we have to get in, if you have a business in the city of Philadelphia. Gotcha. gotcha. So and it's like right, it's like that all over the country. Okay. You know. I know what what I, the question I had. So. I remember we had a conversation last year, and you said, Niche, it's time for you to switch over to a S-Corp. Mm. 
Why did you tell me to do it? Now, I've been an LLC since I established my business, since 2013. And Ernest was like, listen, you need to switch over to escort. But I was like, well, why did I switch over to escort? Um, I didn't really, I wasn't really questioning him because when he told me to do something, I just do it because I trust him that much. Could you explain why you told me to switch from an LLC to an escort? Well, the first thing is when you file a uh, when you file Schedule C, that's on a personal tax return, it's at a certain tax rate. You have don't have as much deductions and benefits as you would have if you were a single member in an LLC. Mm-hmm. If you're a regular one member LLC, you're really legally not supposed to be on payroll because it's double dipping because you're going to have a, a tax return with payroll from yourself and another schedule. It's all linked together, mm-hmm. so. See why y'all need an account? Because we don't know none of this. So, you know, to pay yourself and take more tax benefits and lower your self-employment tax, you get taxed as an escort. That saves you. I mean, I could go into the dollar for dollar depending on the situation, but the escort is the way to go, you know, um, especially if you're making some money. You know, I'm not saying you, you can become an LLC. That's fine. The escort. So you can listen, always tr- transition you know, to something different. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, the LLC. You never will not be an LLC. You're just going to ask the IRS to tax you as an escort. That's what an escort is. Is an election. Mm-hmm. You still are Credit Medics LLC, filing taxes as an escort. Okay, I'm and tax you're different. You're taxed differently for right. the benefits. So you told me to do that for your because, so I could be taxed differently. So I okay. will get some breaks. You will get time break. Based off of me switching to an escort. Absolutely. Gotcha. And, okay. then I, and those are the things that we try to put in your entirety. You know, everybody on payroll. Everybody on payroll. Yes. You know, um, that's how we do. Everything checks, cash, and receipts. You know, right. everything that you write, you got to have a you got to have a, 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 a return seat on the other end. Where did that money go? Because everything got to have a paper trail. You told me that I got an envelope full of everything. No, that's how I got to be. Because remember, with all this money going out, how you think they're going to try to get some of this money back? They're going to step up. There's going to be audits, unfortunately, because the IRS is going to want to, for, if your tax return isn't prepared right 100%, they're going to first, first, the audit is not a person that's picking on you. The audit sometimes is a computer that sucks, sees some inaccuracies. That's how an audit starts. It's a computer that sees some inaccuracies. That don't add up. That don't add up. Wow. Or say that you made 10000 one year, and now next year you make 300000 That's going to trigger the computer right. Oh, hold up. It may really just happen. So red flags. Red flags. Then, yeah, then they, then they, then it digs down. Then they put, that's how it starts. It starts from a computer. A lot of people don't understand. I didn't know that. And errors on the tax return, things that are in, yeah, anything. Or something that they've seen, or or also, remember, if you, someone paid you to your social security number or EIN number that's attached to you, the IRS has a record. So if you're not filing taxes and you're making money on PayPal or Square or Square. And they, they keep records of they all, keep that records stuff. all that stuff. And they so send, you it make, the they send it to the IRS. They send it to the IRS. So sometimes you get audited that way because the IRS has, for the last few years, they're getting receipts that you're receiving income and we don't have any taxes. So let me ask you this. All of these boutiques and all of this stuff that you see on Instagram and online, and they're receiving a form of payment. Their payment processing is PayPal. PayPal is going to say, listen, Over 20, Black Boutique made 25000 through PayPal transactions. Over, over, over 20000 I believe, you get they must require you to receive a 1099. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, but different, and I'm going to tell you, um, with, with Cash App, if you are registered on Cash App as, as a, a business, business, you are going to get a 1099K, whether it was personal or business, in between transactions, whatever you're doing. Seriously? Now, if you open if you set up as a personal, as an individual, no. But if your Cash App is set up as a business, you will receive a 1099k. 
Wow. So that's, you know. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so for anybody who is going into business or, well, let me ask you this. Some of your clients who have actually been audited, what does that process, how intense is that process? What do you have to produce during that process? Well, it depends on the, 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 the client and the situation. A client that already has a bookkeeping engagement in place or records are already being taken care of and if that occurs, it is a way easier process. And when you're with an account firm that can represent you, the client doesn't even have to even interact with the, with the IRS at that point with our, with our company. We take power attorney. We carry, we take all your records and your documents because we already are. And you're having a conversation. We're having a conversation with the auditors and we're relaying back to the client if that's happening. Now, a client that comes in, a new client that we'd have no relationship with, then we have to reconcile their years of audit, which can be pricey, but we do that and then take power attorney and then carry an audit on that way. But an audit can be very intense, but at the end of the day, I'm going to say this for, to not scare people. Really, if you're really in business and you're just not organized, if you keep everything and you just pay somebody to organize it, it might not be as bad as you think. So I think a lot of people that get the misconception is that audit, audit. I mean, if you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing and now they audit you, well, then, yes, you got something to worry about. But if right. it's just because you didn't take care of your paperwork, but you have your paperwork, still, you know, you can get, we, you know, a, a good accountant can get you straight One of the things that in a situation me, like that. I actually have, of course, a business operating account, right? Um, I use that for everything pertaining to credit medics. I also use my Credit Medics American Express, which they give me statements every month. Mm -hmm. And when it's time for me to give you all of my documents, I just print all the statements. I just print all my bank statements. And everything that I use pertaining to credit medics either comes off the American Express business or it comes off the credit medics operating debit card. Then for like real estate, I have an account set aside for that. So all of my rental income goes in there. If I have to pay to get something fixed, I use that debit card. Comes. So that's how I maintain everything and also keeping all my receipts in a folder. And then when I give it to you, it's a lot easier for you. And now it's easy for me to track everything or remember things that I paid for along the way. So that's how I help, you know, I help, help myself help you. Help the situation. Right. Always remember also. Just because you use your credit card, you go to Best Buy, you buy five TVs. If you got audited and you don't have a receipt and proof of where those TVs went, I didn't know some wasn't personal. You can't expect to take 100% of that business deduction just if you don't have a receipt or invoice or proof of placement where you place those items. You know, and also the let I want to also say when, when when people on their taxes, you take the home office deduction. Yeah, it's good. We all work from home, but. If you ever got audited and they and if they, they they can't come in your home, they may try to act to say they can come in your home only if they say okay, you want to come in your home. They can come, if if so, it's like they they're gonna first always try to come as deep into your personal life as possible yeah. to understand what is going Remember on. Q, Q DZ said they knocked on his door. It's like yeah, it's no like, serious for ten ninety nine. They didn't report on the taxes. He forgot about it. So. That's why sometimes having a good account that we can be that in the middle, in the middle, and say, okay, now you got to come to my office. Right. I have my clients right. right. To take some weight to off. To take the weight off. I mean, that it takes the weight off because now it's like it's in it's in his hands or her hands, you know. But, I got a question. Car, is it wise for you to put? How do you how do you put 
a car in the business name where you can actually write it off or, or well, if you right. already paid listen, for a car, can you write the miles? Listen, listen, How does that work? Well, it's one or the other. You can't take the miles and take the, the you know, the, um, the payment. Car, right, the, no, so no. I can write the payment off. So you want to take whatever is greater. It's either the maintenance of the car, the payment, or the, the miles of the car. Got you. So you got to, it's whatever really equates the most. The, the, the more cleaner transaction, mm -hmm. I like to say for clients, is either maintenance or the like the service of the car or the monthly payment or the lease payment or the payment out of your bank account. You know, the miles, if you don't have that, and you say you drove it, probably you may have drove 21,000 miles a year. But if you can't prove with a log where you were in Every, if you got on it, I'm just saying, right. I'm not saying that right. you don't believe it. It just has to make sense. It has to make sense. Paper. It's easier to make sense when it's, listen, either I got this lease. Now, yes, you can. I'm, the IRS can challenge if you pay it, if, you, if the lease is not in your name, is not in, in the business name, excuse me. But you paying it out of the business account justifies, and if you have some proof of it, it's a business vehicle, and you have a second vehicle to justify, this is what I drive after after work days or when I'm not in my business mode, fine. But you can't say that's your, prime, that's your business vehicle, and you're writing all the miles, and you have no other vehicle to right. say that you drive also. Or right. it could be, you could say, oh, we drive my wife's vehicle if you're married, but if you can't prove that, then you, they're not. So a lot of this, it seems like it's just paper trail. It's paper trail. Paper it's trail. Gotta have, and it got to make sense. Yes. The same way it... So it's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's just <laughs> the same. Look at it like this. If some, if you had somebody running your office and you felt somebody was playing with your money, how you would audit that office to mm. find your money. That's if a good you point. find, find something that might be missing, I need to, you, I need to hold, hold. Where, where they hold up. You said you was here at what time? Yes, you, right. That, that's fact. how it is. That's a fact. That's a, so that's and a everything fact. you say, they going to hold you accountable up. You know, and you then if it don't make sense on paper with what you're saying, we're not accepting we're, it. We're not accepting it. you go. Right. 100%. Okay. All right. So, question. Now, you know I wanted to get into this. So, of course, Trump has delegated a lot of funds, relief funds, to business owners. And a lot of people have been qualifying based off of, you know, having certain credentials. One of them was pretty pretty fair credit, okay? Um, what can you use the money for and what can you not use that money for? Will there be an audit eventually, maybe? Or maybe I not? mean, it's millions and millions of people that's getting this money. Trillions, actually. Trillions. I the mean, lady I, said that they process 15,000 applications a day. Listen, listen. 15,000. Uh, every, Everybody's not going to be audited. Here. It's two. The SVNR is a date. It's all the government, yes, because there's two different or entities in, in there. Yes, two separate things. Now they can collide out. I guess I don't know because you, for those that's getting this money, saying you're in business, I hope that you are in business. Right. I hope that you are going to file a tax return, definitely for 2020, and the money that you have earned and invested into your business. You know. And that? guess what, though. They can go back to the numbers that you said. They go back to the numbers. So that's all I'm saying. You so know, you now, better, and they you say the last time, 12 months, up until what? January 1st, 2020. You're going to have the paperwork right. Yeah, no, paperwork. it's serious. I mean, whoever you go to, if they ain't right, you got to get with somebody right, Stan Financial, myself, Ernest Stan, CEO, founder, we can get you and right. And you don't necessarily have to sit with Ernest all the no, time. You know, I have a team. Yeah, I got team. CPAs that and work for me. I have a role, role agent. I'm a role agent. It's We have a team of people and we're hiring more people to be geared up for this upcoming tax season with all of the new changes. Yes. So right now we're putting more team in place to be more powerful and ready to service everybody with all these questions in their needs because this SBA money 
Now, let me go back. I don't know. I can't speak for unemployment money. I don't know where that's going to come into the play. It, from what I know, unemployment income is taxable, whether you're taxes now with the new pandemic that that it may not be it may not yeah, be taxed. This is all new to us. It's all new to us. So I'm not going to speak too much on that, but I'm going to tell you, you know, it's all it's some pack. It's going to be something coming on the back end from that. Trust and believe. Whether they're going to re if you owe that money and they reduce it from your your future earn your future uh tax refunds and things of that sort, so be. It. I don't know. Right. But let's not don't think that that's not going that for those that received it in their name, that's not going. It's not going to be no tax. Uh, 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 rules or something you got to do with right, that money. Right. Back to the SBA money, you you can pay it. You, you it's given good terms. It's great rates. I haven't great seen terms. great rates. Thirty years. Thirty years. I ain't seen now, it. Now we don't want nobody. That, you know, you hope you pay pay it back sooner. But if you do it, use it properly. Did you calculate the interest on that over thirty years? I mean, how much would it be? Did you do that? The numbers? On different numbers. I'm okay. not going. Yeah, on the, it's, over thirty years. But yeah, over thirty years. But look just at give it, me a number. Just throw it out. Interest. Okay, a buck fifty, probably like forty thousand. Forty thousand—that's still not bad. Thirty, yeah. Because I'm gonna make, yeah. Yeah, but it's not bad. But it's just like a house. It's, look, it's the same type of interest rate. If you got a mortgage. It's the same type of interest rate if you had a more thirty-year mortgage. And when you look at the end, when you look at that sheet, when you get that house, how much really you gonna pay for this right? stuff? Right. Yeah. The same thing. But my thing with that is, if you look at the terms, which is interesting, mm -hmm. the terms don't really have you. The rules don't really enable you to really blow it out the money to the way you may want to because they're saying fixed expenses, equipment, supplies, marketing, advertising. I mean, you got to really... What's fixed expenses? You know, your rent, utilities. Payroll? Payroll can okay. be a fixed expense. Okay. If you didn't get the PPP and utilize that payroll, payroll. for use that payroll to make that... Can't double dip. If you use payroll to make you to make a presented of a forgiven, uh, the uh, PPP forgiven, then that, that expense line item you can't use for the EIDL. But all the other operating expenses, you can. Okay. You know, um, equipment and things of that sort of supplies. I mean, if you're really running a business, it's very easy to just you dump the EIDL into your business and keep everything moving. That now, in some of the big work, they say try to separate the funds. Okay, that's fine too, but if you separate the funds, make sure you have all your, your those expenses coming out of that, those funds. That particular and then that may enable you to kind of build some reserve with your own capital or, or money that you already have in your right. account. Right. So you're saying put those that money that you got in a separate account and then use that's that to operate price. the business. Yeah, use that to operate the right. business. That's you cool. know, that's that's another way. Um so you can't use it to purchase real estate. No, you can't purchase You can't use it to get a new company car. No. Could you use Mark it to expand the business? Absolutely. Okay. To to uh for marketing, you know, now a company car can transition into marketing. Like I said, there's a you there's a, a lot of things. You get a vehicle, you wrap it. That's marketing. Yeah, so it's marketing. There's vehicle, ways around it. there's ways around it. I mean if you buy a car, I like I said, there's so much that's gonna to continue to come out. There's no exact facts. But what in, in the con the only facts is what's in the contract that has everybody everybody has some. Right. Anything any changes <laughs> only facts right now. So whatever. I'm waiting for them jokes to say we forgiving that too. Yeah, I would yeah, say, yeah. bruh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, that, that may happen. That yeah, may happen. I hope that they do. Um, that. I you hope know, that they do do that. Listen, you know, PPP was a great program. Um, definitely, if you got PPP, make sure you got a good account. As much as we hate Trump. That. Well, it ain't about. He, it's he not just. It, it's not just him. You know. He, but at the I end mean, of the day, we're not gonna get into all that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, no right politics. now, through all recessions and times, they gotta take because it can get real bad. This is all necessary. Um, but for right, those, you need right. to be in place as you're receiving it. 
have the right people around you that's going to help you run it, manage it right. Imagine the people who started business five years ago who never had an LLC. They couldn't even benefit yeah. from this release. Look at the people that did. They have a business. Said. People that are told, open a business, open an LLC. If you really was a sole prop, yes, some people at sole prop did get the EIDL, but it was a little Yo, more. I detailed. wasn't even going to do it. You made me do it. You're like, I filed for you. I'm like, you're like, yeah, I, I was like, I didn't want no loans. Yeah, I'm and good, I'm really qualified. I'm good. You cry about it. I'm like, qualified. Like, but I just, about I just yeah. didn't want no debt or not like that. Yeah, Me but, thinking like Ranisha, who don't want that, want to pay your bills. That's smart to think that. But right? I'm glad that you did that for me. Yeah. I'm glad that you did that for me. Yeah. Everybody was like, your account did that for you. My account, they do nothing for me. And I was like, know, it's different oh. All right, let me just explain. It's different, it's different type of accountants. It's different levels of accounting. It's different. It's certain accounts that will do more in certain areas than others. Not but making that's what one makes is you better. Great, though. That, yes. That's what makes you great. Yes. Because if I'm a business owner, I'm constantly moving and shaking in the world. I don't want to have to deal with all that. I want to pay you your worth, and I want to pay somebody that's pay great. Thing, and we need you for everything. You want to get a house, what you need? Account. You're doing your business, what you need? An accountant. You need, what else? What else you need to account for? Damn it, everything, because the government wants to see your revenue Fine, on paper. Financial, financial statements. Right, financial yeah. Right. You, you bookkeeping, what you need? An accountant. Yeah, so that's what you need. So you need Ernest Stanton. There we go. And you need Ronisha Howerton. We're in the duo. Yeah, duo. We're in the duo. One, two. Can't have one, <laughs>